0: Welcome to the Confidence Coach Podcast with me, Andy Tickner, the Confidence Coach. So, a little about this podcast. As a coach, my sweet spot is really to empower women to navigate their corporate career with confidence, but in a way that feels truly authentic and in alignment with who they are. You know, I've spent over 30 years in corporate myself, and so I know only too well the challenges of what it's like to strive to be yourself in a world where convention rules. So, whilst corporate might be my world, I'm anything but conventional and so I wanted to create this podcast as a way to connect you with inspiring everyday women who are living their truth. You'll find women here who are unapologetic about who they are, women who are following their spirit, women paving their own way and making up their own rules and women living in integrity, authenticity and alignment with really what sets their heart and soul on fire. What you'll hear are conversations that are vulnerable, they're honest, they're real. What you'll hear are everyday women and their incredible stories of what's possible when you start to show up in this world fully as you. And to be that person takes confidence. So if you're looking for inspiration, a permission slip, and the tools, tips and tricks to have the confidence to step into your truth, let go of who you think you're meant to be and start being who you are, And this is going to be life-changing for you on with today's episode. Welcome to the Confidence Coach Podcast, my lovely friend, Yvette Mayer, who is the lit up and liberated
1: entrepreneur. How are you, Yvette? I'm amazing, thank you. And I really appreciate you having me on. Oh, of course. I mean, there's so
0: much I want to talk to you about today. Um, if you don't mind, I thought I might do a little bit of an intro before I pass over to you, because when I was thinking about today's podcast and just preparing and thinking about all the things that I wanted to ask you, I was just looking back at your career. And I think it's been, for me, certainly just being an observer of, of you um, over some of that time and, and working with you so closely that we did uh, last year, it's been remarkable you know, you have spent, from what I can see, around 30 years in media and marketing. You have ran one of the biggest agencies in Sydney, if not in Australia. You've held really senior positions in Australia, New York. You have studied health coaching and been a health coach. You successfully ran a network marketing business and you are now a business coach who specializes in this, which I love, which is magnetic marketing for women who are a little bit older, a bit more our age, who are setting up their own business, but really need help with the marketing aspects of how to actually get that get that out there and, and, and make and run a successful business. Um, so for me, you are just a really wonderful example of someone who has taken the brave move of moving out of a very corporate structured safe environment into this journey of now being your um I guess the maker of your own world and your own destiny in running your own business and really following you know your own um mantra of living this lit up and liberated life which you know I I see you do and and I know that that's been a journey for you that has been filled with so much amazingness and also lots of challenges. And there's a lot more to the story than than what I'm just talking about. And I really want to get into that with you. So I'm so happy that you're here. I think there's going to be so much gold for everyone listening. And yeah, I wonder if you can just vibe off that a little bit and just talk to me about how
1: all that came about. Yeah, And, and where you're at now. Thank you. It's really incredible listening to my story reflected back. And yeah. as a human being, I, of course, hear all the incredible success and think, oh, but what about the struggle? Like it's not been easy. I particularly refer to the last 10 years and yet it's in the struggle that I've grown and ultimately found my true purpose and passion and put myself on the path to living the life of my dreams but if i go back you know it it took some major slaps in the face to put me here and i know that you're going to want to explore those parts as well yeah. uh, but i will say this thank you for sharing that story of, of the successes, because we don't often do that for ourselves.
0: No, we, we don't. I think it's, I was actually chatting to somebody else on another podcast and, and we were saying exactly the same thing, which is, you know, it's so easy, I think, to get caught up in the moment of, oh, we've just got to get onto the next thing. We've just got to move forward. And, um, we're living in this world sometimes of doubt and imposter syndrome and, um, you know, we look around us and we have comparisonitis of what everyone else is doing. But actually, if we sit and look back, even if it's in the last week, what have we achieved? What have we made possible? And and it's enormous, you know, and especially looking at, you know, the journey that you've been on, particularly with the Led Up and Liberated Entrepreneur over the last couple of years. And that's been a journey where you, you know, talk quite openly about, what started that for you, which I think um, might have been um, a few years before, but, you know, you having breast cancer. Um, and then when you stepped into that, really trying to discover ultimately where, where your sweet spot is and what you really love, mm-hmm. because I know that you explored a few different avenues. So so maybe let's go back to the story around breast cancer if, if you're willing to share that and totally. be so vulnerable to, to to do that um because I think that sometimes those things in life can be you know a bit a bit of a moment for us to a bit of a defining moment sometimes for us to look at what what do we have in life who are we what do we want what's our future and and you know that that would have been
1: I'm sure a, a, a huge one for you Oh, like it was the turning point of my entire life. Yeah. And up until that point, I'm sure I was a little restless in in my corporate career, but I had no ambition to take a different path because I was enormously successful. And I, as you said, for almost 30 years, I'd worked my way up from literally the tear-sheeting department of a media agency, which for the listeners, means literally tearing out newspaper advertisements and stapling them as proof that they ran. It's my very first job in an agency. Wow. and I, Yeah, like, and I was 17, not even of drinking age, when I took that role. And I literally worked my way through every department, bar like the accounts department, but <laughs> pretty much every apartment. Every department of the media agency environment. And I'll just quickly tell the listeners what a media agency is because so many people don't know. But it's the part of advertising where you strategically decide which channels that uh, particular client's activity is going to best connect with their ideal audience uh, and then actually implement that in terms of negotiating and buying the activity. And so I went through, you know, roles as a television buyer and then a planner across the entire campaigns. I moved on to running the strategy team at one point. I was the head of client service for a while. I did have a a hugely defining moment in the media agency environment when I put my hand up to moved from running client service to running the digital team in the Sydney office of where I worked at that time, which was well before digital was cool. Let me tell you, my (laughs) bosses (laughs) were like, what? You want to do what? Uh, And that was one of the wisest things I've ever done. That just made me so much more valuable because as as we all know now, digital is at the centre of everything and I in, doing, in making that move, I became a digital native who was in the thick of it and confidently taking clients on that journey from the beginning. And so that was a, a really amazing career-defining moment for me and I, I soon went on to being the Chief Digital Officer for that agency in Australia. And I really loved that role because I was pioneering and I was creating, forging new territory, if you like, And, yeah, there was a level of, is this it? But it was only, like, not enough to ever think that I would do anything about. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to just stop into New York briefly here, but uh, just a few months before I was diagnosed with breast cancer, whilst I was the chief digital officer of that agency, I... Took my long service leave because I'd been at the at the business for ten years at that point, and I went to New York for a month. And I recall walking along Broadway out the, the front of the office of like our office in the city and thinking, maybe I could live here. Like I was really vibing with New York. Uh, then, of course, I I came back home was in a new relationship, 39 at the time, like very, very happy. Like in one of those sweet moments in life where massive career that was going well, newly in love, uh, just back from this incredible trip and then the worst.
0: That's Mm. when I found out
1: that I had breast cancer and everything unravelled.
0: Yeah, and I'd love you to talk about that because, you know, what you've just described is, you know, your whole world was in such an incredible place and then it gets turned upside down and then what do you do?
1: Yeah, I mean, it really was. Uh, added to that, i just started running in a squad and I'd just been, and I'd just taken up training for a triathlon, so I was also really freaking fit and like at my prime. And yes, yeah. so then everything changed overnight. I didn't go back to work again for about 10 weeks from, you know, I walked into a general practitioner and she, like I was a little like, I'm like, eh, it doesn't feel quite right. I can't feel a lump, but can you check? And she immediately freaked out and said, you can't feel a lump because you're looking for a pea where I can feel an orange. And Oh, my Lord, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then she sent me straight to the specialist. So it was like, no, you're not going back to work. You're going, like, I'm really concerned. So you can imagine like, oh my God, this all happened on one day. Uh, I literally went from there to my mum's house, got her and said, you're coming with me to the specialist. By the end of the day, I was booked in for a double mastectomy that day. So it, it happened so fast, like the band aid gone. I literally sat at that specialist's office. The then boyfriend was trying to get hold of me because he knew I was going to have a checkup. And at one point, he sent me a message that said, I hope that they found nothing but the size of your massive heart when you went to the doctors. And I'm like sitting there knowing that I was going to have to tell this man that I was like so keen on uh, that no, it was actually the worst.
0: Well, you haven't even had a chance to process that by the time that you've been told the information, rushed into hospital. Like that must have felt, I mean, I'm just feeling, just listening to you, right, and just feeling the Mm. energy of it. It's like. It's like you've been swept off your feet without a chance to even go. Hang on a second! I don't even know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine.
1: What well, you'll, be you'll be amused. You'll be amused at how I process this because I am renowned for having a ridiculously strong disposition. I'm very resilient, and I look. I'm not perfect, but my mindset tends to be really positive and so the doctor had said that he thought that if I had the surgery I didn't need to have chemotherapy and so I turned the story that I told everyone into don't worry about me I just need to have a surgery I'm gonna get a breast reconstruction I'll have perky beautiful breasts and I'll be good as gold and I fully I fully like I went with that and that is what I anchored into. And where did those emotions go? Ooh, look, I don't know. Well, where did I... they come back to you? Oh, they came they came when it turned into yes, you need to have chemotherapy. Yeah, right. That that was when the shit really got real. And and not because, yeah, I'm gonna lose my hair, but because oh, that means my prognosis is much, much worse and I can't you know, the narrative no longer is true and it's a very different story now. And the story yeah. is, you know, you have a a gene and you have a small spread into your lymph node, which means that this has just become like we need to throw the book at it is what the doctor said. Mm. And so that meant like six months' worth of chemotherapy, the, the full, like the full catastrophe Uh, not too surprisingly the the relationship didn't pan out after going through that and I had moments of feeling really sorry for myself not many.
0: Understandably so. (laughs) Yeah I did. I think you're allowed to I mean I think it's so interesting like hearing you because I think the resilience and what I know of you like that doesn't surprise me at all and I think that you know, we all have our way of protecting ourselves. It's like, well, how do we get through this? And sometimes we don't, we do things without even being cognizant of it, you know, or conscious of it. Mm -hmm. It just, we click into gear and we're like, right, we're fine. We're just going to get the surgery and we're all good and great. And then, you know, with the work that you and I do, we know the reality of the emotions absolutely need to be processed um, because they will just Mm -hmm. sit there and obviously start to express themselves in other ways. So it's, it's, it's interesting, but at the same time, damn right that you can feel sorry for yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Permission you won't to. be surprised to hear that the, the worst moment was when the boyfriend broke up with me. It just was the straw that broke me at the time. Totally, totally. Of course it is. Until that point, I was like, oh, but I'm so blessed because I have this man who is here supporting me through it mm-hmm. and who yeah. doesn't care what i look like or that i've lost my hair and yeah so when that that ended i had like the full on meltdown but let's move on because this is not a, a sad story i you know at the time i could i couldn't have seen this but i really look back now and see that this whole, shall I call it an experience, but this experience was what ultimately put me on the path towards what I realised in the process was so lacking. And that was, I didn't feel a sense of meaning around my work. And when I stepped back from it, I could really see that I wasn't doing good in the world. If anything, I was selling chocolate to babies you know like i'm not going to get literal and tell you the brands that i worked on but as my health became more and more important i felt so out of integrity working in a business that was all about selling things many of which i didn't feel very aligned with yeah and yeah. so that that was the that was the very beginning of me recognizing that it wasn't it wasn't going to cut it as my long-term to stay in my corporate career. And yet I had absolutely zilch, none, like no clue what I could do to kind of get my way out of it that would still support, and I'm going to use the word lifestyle, but you know at this point in, in my early 40s and I have a huge mortgage mortgage that's so only possible to service because I have a an a you know multiple six-figure salary and even thinking about like that and how do I seamlessly transition into a business or role that is going to bring me all of the fulfillment and still support that I just didn't know I was like I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that, that this gig is up yeah, at some point and I need to figure it out. So
0: how, how did that happen? What was that process like? And I just yeah. want to say, you know, whilst you say, you know, the story's not a sad one and, and I agree, you know, here you are. It, it, it is so important that we talked about that because it was uh, a huge part Constance. of your life and continues to be that has I think not only just giving you that um, I don't, wake up call, if you want to call it that, mm. to move into something that is more aligned in integrity with you, that's meaningful. Um, but it, I would imagine, it remains so as well. Like it's a bit of a mm-hmm. north star. of you like, you know, when we act out of integrity, it's a way to go. Hang on, let's remember: time, life yeah. is precious. So, totally. so am I in doing what I love? Is this yes. lighting me up? Do I feel lit, yeah. lit up and liberated? Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to say that because I think it, it's a great North star to have it, you know, in some ways. But yeah, to go back to, God, I don't know what I want to do, but I know that this isn't the thing. Yes. Yeah. What's, what's that like? Because I think a lot of people can resonate with that. It's like, you know, you want something more, but you don't know what the more is. And then you don't move.
1: So how do mm-hmm. you do that? It was an interesting time in my life because work started to question whether I was up to my role after I'd been through what I'd been through and I had a moment of F you. Hmm. I'm I'm still more than capable of doing an incredible role. So I reinvested in my career despite having had this wake-up call and then I pretty quickly realised that, that wasn't okay with me. And that was actually, um, something that made me want to leave the business, not just my career. And so I started to think about what could that look like? And I was kind of in my, in my mind at the time thinking, well, I could just get a job somewhere else, Mm -hmm. or I could do the really freaking risky thing and sell my house and be unencumbered by the chains that were kind of keeping me where I was Uh, and it was around that time that uh, a good friend of mine was who was also going through breast cancer who'd come home from New York to do treatment encouraged me to come and live in New York instead she was like you don't need to like do any of those things what about this as an experience like you deserve to have an amazing life and I was I, I like, I just remember this conversation going, that's a really good idea. And, you know, I'm so grateful that, like, who gets to pull this off? Me. I go back to the business. And within six months, I've got a goddamn transfer to the New York office. And I'm sitting in a literally sitting in a corner suite on Broadway, the same office that I'd stood out the front of thinking maybe I could live here
0: yeah you're like am I up for it can I uh, still do this work oh yeah I can do it and then some
1: Hmm. Yeah. and so <laughs> I mean I I went to New York eventually like eventually not eventually like within three weeks of my treatment finishing I was on a plane to New York uh-huh. and yet I did go with a sense of while I'm in New York, I need to figure out what next. Like this is this is all good and well, and it's going to be fun, and I'm going to like really take this opportunity and activate my wanderlust heart. There's another topic I want to get into in a second, but you have just reminded me um, that there was another element in here, and it's about relationships. So I'm going to come back to that in a sec. But I I knew going into New York that I also needed to figure myself out because I did not want to come back to what I was leaving. Yeah. Now, the other thing I was going to touch on is another reason for me to make a big change was up until that point, I'd been really waiting around for the right man to come into my life. And I at 39 was still like, surely he's going to show up and I'm going to get on the the back of the horse with him and we're going to ride off into the sunset and there'll be two children and it's all still happening. But after what I'd been through, that just wasn't even on the agenda for me anymore and that was kind of freeing in a way and it meant that I stopped that being my priority and I was able to activate the wanderlusting like, the other part of me, which is all about freedom, like it's such a strong value of mine, and so yeah, I I got to New York, and it was everything that I could have hoped for. Outside of that, that friend that I moved with did pass away from breast cancer, so it, it still wasn't smooth at all. But I had, I, I still, I'm um, like the, the hits keep coming. I got diagnosed with a secondary tumor that they, you know, thought. They thought that I was also going to departing. Uh, so yeah, things kept going on. Um, but I, I I guess this renewed sense of everything that happens just reminds me that I've only got one life and I need to make it goddamn count.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I can see that. I mean, it's it's there is a huge fire in your belly. I mean, you've obviously always had it. But just seeing your journey over the last couple of years, you continue just to keep forging ahead and you are absolutely unapologetic about living this life. And we talk about this a lot, right? Because as a coach, you know, you're just a living example of of what you talk about and represent. Mm. Like, I can do my work from anywhere. I am someone that loves to travel. I absolutely am going to go and sit on the beach and do that. And you do. And do you have a successful business? Yes, you do. Which is also amazing because it just, for me, I love that because it goes against this. We don't need to work nine to five to be successful. We don't need to always be in a hustle to be successful. There are other ways of really loving what we do that will generate uh, success, fulfillment, income, the right type of it. humans in our world you know so yeah exactly. so I know that from you obviously being in New York coming back I don't, don't know exactly what that t- time period was but you've then you know come, come back to Sydney and then now here you are um, mm-hmm. you know running your own business and and I, I wanted to talk a little bit about your identity through that as well because I think part of what I talk about with the confidence coach and and the work that I do is really about being who you are and being unapologetic about mm-hmm. that. And I've touched on that a little bit, but I can't help but be curious about how you do manage and navigate your way through that when you've had or were enjoying to some degree, a massively successful career with your six-figure salary and your, you know, your sports car and your great house, and and now you're setting up a business. I'm not even sure what you're doing, but you're setting up a business. You want to leave. How
1: do, how does that all work? Good question. Uh, there's a level of am I freaking crazy? And at times that still comes up, not very loudly now, but. You know, I did, ultimately it took me seven years to actually walk out of the multiple six-figure salary. Oh, okay. uh, so it was quite a long time. Yeah. I kept trying to talk myself back into it and, you know, maybe uh, I had a change of role. Um, I actually was headhunted back to Sydney and I really hoped that that I would fall in love with that role and I wouldn't need to put myself through the absolute torture (laughs) of doing my own thing. Uh, But no, the gig was up and it was time. And you kind of hinted at this a little. I actually left without a real, well, I, I was doing network marketing and I was doing that well, but I didn't have a plan beyond that and that didn't unfold into being able to support my lifestyle, which I still had, still have the house. And I'm sitting in it right now talking to you. So, and I I love your house. So I'm glad that you did that. (laughs) So I, I did, like I had six months out of corporate focusing on my network marketing business. And after about three of those months, I was like, okay, all right. I have to like really get serious now about what is it that I'm going to create in the world that is going to light me up and, you know, make me feel liberated, as I talk about. And even the process between then and now, and it's been nearly 18 months, I have changed direction a couple of times. Thankfully, uh, when I was in New York, as I said I would, I did studies and that's when I studied health coaching. I um, qualified as a yoga teacher. And so I, I kind of, I was angling towards holistic health. And that seemed like the right path for me. And yet when I positioned myself in that direction, I didn't love it. I I wanted to love it. And I also wasn't having like huge success because I, I originally, I positioned myself as a wellbeing strategist and consultant to um, sell into corporate businesses, and I wasn't getting much traction at all. And I started talking about coaching at that point, leading with the fact that I'd qualified as a health coach. And that's when people started coming to me for coaching beyond health coaching. And I was like, Well, I don't have any income right now, and my savings, which I did have quite a hefty chunk of, were starting to run a little low. So I started coaching and that, oh my God, like it is kind of crazy now, given I have built a multiple six figure business since that I went through so much like, and it's normal, but I did go through like this direction, no, this direction. And it was another eight months after I started coaching that in a coaching session that I was in, I we <laughs> talked about the fact that the thing that I loved the most was, was business coaching. And I think in the beginning I found a little resistance around business coaching because it felt like not much of a departure from my corporate career. And yet the more I do it, the more I'm able to bring through all of the skills that I gained and transfer them so powerfully to my client's benefit and my own that I absolutely freaking love it. And it's just such a different experience doing this work in service of helping women grow their businesses. I I can't even compare it.
0: Hmm. It's, It's, I mean, I'm laughing because it's sometimes the thing that we just, sometimes I think we just need a break from things. You know, it's like, especially when you've been through, you know a really massive health challenge even that sounds like a ridiculous thing to say because it's obviously so much bigger than that but mm-hmm. you know health, health was so you know um prominent for you that there's kind of no surprise that you would want to help other people with something that you've gone through um but then you kind of end up coming all the way back around. It's like, the thing I've been doing forever is actually what I really love. Like, okay, I've had my break from it. Now I'm ready. And, you know, I hear you talk about it and, you know, marketing is your jam. It's your jam, (laughs) it's your jam, it's your jam.
1: And you're bloody good at it and you love it. And so why the heck not, you know. Also, there is a level of, and I I work, through this with my clients, if you've ever read the book Guy, uh, which is this concept of yeah. it's not just about what you want and your passion, it really is what are you best placed to offer, like what are you amazing at that the world needs, right? like that there is room for you to exchange value in that arena. Of course what you're passionate about, of course, It's when those things come together, I know I've missed one, but it's when those things come together and you find the sweet spot that everything, um, like it unlocks and you're like this is it and that's how I feel about business coaching and helping, you know, small business owners who are women who are also carving out their dreams with their marketing to accelerate their growth. I mean, I, could, I couldn't be more lit up by being able to support these women and see their results. It's, it's so different to my corporate career. Yeah.
0: So let's just quickly talk about a couple of things there for people that are listening because, you know, for the people that I work with, which is predominantly corporate women who are still in corporate and mm-hmm. I hope are loving it and that's a path that they want to continue on, you know, it's for me, I care about how helping them be themselves in an environment which is, you know, often, as I talk about, um, very structured and, and conventional. So it's like, how mm-hmm. do I actually be myself? So I'd love to hear your perspective on that just because of your experience. But I also think it would be useful to talk about, you know, people that may be in that environment, whether it's corporate or otherwise, but they're wanting something more what what a what's the advice that you would give there so i know there's a couple of questions but just That's okay just, yeah like your knowledge
1: yeah I, I didn't gloss over it but we didn't get into the fact that i was already a square peg in a round hole in corporate i was already myself and and me i'm not a corporate person i'm sure you would agree with me i'm very open authentic i definitely lead from behind a lot like I'm all about championing and promoting it's not the general way businesses are led right now and yet especially after breast cancer so for the next seven years in corporate I was unwilling to be anything but unapologetically me and it served me well how did you do that
0: how did you do that when people want you to be something else and I say that because
1: Stay. I know that that's a reality. hmm I stayed in integrity with myself. I did a freaking amazing job. I built incredible client relationships and the staff loved me. That sounds very, like, condescending in a way, the staff. But you know what I mean. Like, when you're in corporate, especially team, as a managing director um, of 300 people, I was able to increase retention like absolutely lift things like the staff satisfaction numbers and grow and solidify client relationships off the back of being me. And so even if people more senior to me sometimes felt uncomfortable with my style, they couldn't deny the results now, if you're listening to this and thinking, yeah, it's all very good and well for her, I hear you. It, it's not an easy path to walk, but I believe that the world is moving into time, a time where women get to be themselves and not like literally mirror an ineffective male lead that, you know, ends up making them out of alignment the with themselves And that is where we've been. That is the style of leadership that I have myself been under from a being led by women perspective. They've mostly operated uh, in, in kind of a very masculine energy and I just wasn't willing to do that. And I think that that is more available now, but it does take just being in your worth and in your power and having a level of... Faith and trust in yourself.
0: Yeah, and strengthen and boundaries, right? Yeah, to just
1: to absolutely. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not going to like skirt the fact that I was incredibly high value to every business I worked in, and so that earns you the right of pushing the other people's boundaries to a degree. Mm-hmm. And you know, that was only possible because I'd been in that those roles working up to that point for so long, I had so much equity in what I brought to the table. Uh, So, you know, you do have to, in a way, have enormous confidence in your ability. And I did so much, so much that I was was the one that would call the situation or, or confront a situation that nobody else was willing to.
0: Yeah. And how would you coach someone through, without well, being a big coaching session, but yeah. you know, someone that, that doesn't have that same level of confidence? Because you do come across as someone that is incredibly strong, resilient, and obviously you've proven that. Um, and I think for some people, there's a, a want to be that, but the execution mm-hmm. of it can be harder. Um, whether that just comes back to, it's practice, you know, a practice of, Continuing to be yourself and to take those steps and and not trying to do everything at once, um what yeah, what would you say?
1: The first step is doing your absolute best. Do your mm. best in the role, make a huge impact. you 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 cannot confidently operate from that place of empowerment if you don't fully believe that your contribution is huge.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, And so for, you know, women thinking about leaving that corporate space and starting their own business, I think what you've just talked about is a bit of a permission slip to have a go and explore and discover and follow, you know, the breadcrumbs, the things Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. you enjoy and not to worry about having it all worked out. I think we all feel like when we you know, stepping into that world, and I can certainly say this too, is, yeah. you know, you just want to do the thing. It's like I just want this is my business and I want all neat with a little bow on and that's what I do. And then you do that and then that's not the thing.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the next thing and
0: that's not the thing. But, you know, you need to go through that
1: process, I guess, to get to this point. Yeah, look, uh, I would say this, but if I went back in time now, I would have hired a business coach well before leaving my corporate career to work through. like I think I could have anchored in more on what the next step would be and how to actually operate operationalize those steps. Uh, but that said, I didn't, and I just followed the breadcrumbs as as you said, and they and they led me to where I am now, which is perfect. So yes, permission slip it's worth it. It's not freaking easy. Like this is the hardest thing that I've ever done. I'm not like, okay, breast cancer might, might actually win, but just in terms of waking up and making the tough decision every day to keep putting myself out there. And when you're it's your own business, you're so personally invested. So, you do feel everything on a more emotional level that is business related and that that comes with a lot of yeah a lot of emotional impact and the most important thing you can do is just keep moving and keep showing up and keep iterating and evolving knowing and trusting in yourself that you will you will get there i think a lot of people give up because Ah, this is too high. And I still like honestly, Andy, I still have occasional days or moments where I think, why am I doing this when I could be getting the big fat paycheck? I thank God and- human. <laughs> 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 I forget to wonder there for a second. <laughs> no, of course I do. I still go, oh my God, like. When I when I had a, J, a job I totally had <laughs> I had more peace outside of office work hours like I did, I wasn't consumed by my career I am consumed by my work now and yeah. I don't want to I don't want to lie about that I am consumed yeah. and I love it and i would never change it but it it is it does come with a different level of commitment love and obsession
0: yeah and i think it's i don't know if there's a point where you'd ever be able to switch that off no matter how big or successful
1: I'm not sure. I'll let you know if it ever happens.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's because it is. It's like, I mean, obviously, yeah, you you talk about the challenges that sit on your mind, but you're also in a creative mode as well a lot of the time because you're in a constant cycle of, you know, you're putting something out there, you're working with people, you get the feedback, the learnings, and then you're thinking about the next thing, what else you want to create. And so, it's hard not to be consumed by not just the tough things that you have to work through, which is running a business and having I mean, all that resilience and stuff. But it's all the like exciting things that happen, like what mm. oh, can I, what can I make next, and you know what, yeah. what do I want to do. But I think you're right. Like I think that you know, for many people, and this is not just true of the business. I think that we all go through periods in our life where it takes uh, in, you know incredible guts and determination and bravery. To work through, you know, whether it could be it could be a relationship breakdown, it could be a career transition, it could be launching a new business, and there's times in that where you've really got to just buckle in tight and ride it.
1: Mhm.
0: And yeah, you have to. On feel- the other side of that is is the is the reward, and people say that,
1: but it it is that that is the work. Uh, I will never sugarcoat it it's real work and it takes resilience and it takes showing up and putting on a brave face when you're feeling like crap. Yeah. And I think one but of the- But eventually, things- yeah, sorry. The, the one thing that, I, the thing that I do describe it as is it's a roller coaster, but the longer you're in business- the distance between the the top and the bottom of the roller coaster gets shorter, and the level, like it's like on a increasing, um, like a, a hill. What? How do I describe what I'm trying Inclined. to say here? But an incline. Perfect. So it's on an like your your base is on a slight incline, and then the roller coaster is is getting shorter from the top to the bottom.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what I was just going to say is, I think that you are you know, so transparent in your journey as well. I think that's what really resonates with the people that you work with because, you know, you've obviously walked the path that these women that you work with, predominantly women, um, are just starting on. So you're able to share that wisdom with them and uh, there's a real, you know, community and camaraderie that comes with that because often we can feel like we're on our own and we're the only person experiencing this this when in actual fact it's like, no, no. You know, every person experiences this.
1: I'll never be the coach that is all about the aspiration and only tells the, you know, talks about the positives because it's BS. Mm. And actually I think that I am a better coach for having a rocky journey and having been through like Um, pretty much everything that my clients will go through I've come up against it and navigated that and that's real richness in my coaching ability
0: yeah I was listening to something yesterday which really resonated with me which is you know you can learn um about anything but unless you've really integrated it then actually that doesn't yes theory it is. It's like you can go to any university, do any course and in theory, yes, be able to say to somebody, these are the steps that you need to take, but unless you've taken them, you just just can't impart impart that knowledge in the same way because it's not yeah. been fully integrated or experienced. You haven't had the highs and the lows that that go with that, which is, you know, what what, what life's all about. And I think that we are in a world now where um people can see through this presentation of a Pollyanna world as I keep calling yeah. it but yeah. and what, what's important is is to you know to be absolutely real because that's more relatable so I just wanted to ask a couple more questions before I let you go and um one of them is what does it feel like to be fully showing up as yourself you know in
1: in this world and in this business The more I do it, the more liberating it feels. And and I, you know, I'm still on this journey where I'll occasionally think, oh, should I be posting such and such on social media? And then I have a quick word to myself and say, if that's what you want to do, unapologetically do that because you are not for everybody and the people that you are for will appreciate and resonate with it. And that's what I would say to the listeners as well. And there's there's a level of this in corporate too, which you'll have picked up on this thread with me, that by being me in corporate, I was more able to pull through my personal brand and I've had so many clients in my own business that are people that I worked with or clients that I had myself back in corporate because I've been myself the entire time. But it's a work in progress. There's always layers. You don't fully express yourself or you think you might be. And then you take another step and you're like, oh, now I I get to do that too. Now I get to take selfies of myself wearing my favorite outfits and put them on social media and not be embarrassed because I'm being fully me, and it's okay.
0: It's an incredible feeling, and I, I agree with you. It's it's something that evolves. You know, the more that we can accept ourselves, the more yeah. I think we're able to express ourselves without fear of judgment or rejection or or really care for what anyone else thinks. You know, um, and what does true confidence mean to you?
1: True confidence. Oh, this is a really hard question because I want to say that it is rock solid self-worth and a full expression of that in your behavior in the world. But from my experience, even when your worth isn't at a hundred percent, you can still behave confidently and that's the best you can do right now. And that's okay too.
0: Yeah. I love that. That, that for me is I'm just doing the best that I can do right now is the biggest permission slip that you could ever give yourself, I think. Um, Yeah, I I love that. And so for people listening who want to find out more about how they can work with you. Um, And I have worked with the vet, by the way, um, in case that wasn't obvious at the beginning. And I love her and it's great that we are now peers and we can talk and, and we're friends and it's just amazing to have you on my podcast. But you are a wonderful coach and your business academy is amazing. It's just, well, it's a fast track to taking your business to the next level and getting it out there and getting it successful, but it's done in a way that is really simple and easy to understand. And you can actually just follow it step by step. And I think for a lot of people, when they're starting their business and they haven't had the experience that we've had in marketing,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. how the heck do I do this? It's a really I mean, I say it's easy to to it's easy to follow, but then you're also going to do the work of executing, oh, yeah! Right? So. I mean, I'm
1: listening to you thinking <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you were in marketing too when you did that program, so it was easy for you. Uh, look, well, I Well, easy to watch and consume and follow, but as I said. Yes. It's, Implementing it's it thing. is a different thing, yeah. Yes. Look, I yes. think as a foundation, that program is incredible and for Um, I'm actually moving it on to be the Marketing Academy because as I more and more step into my power as a marketer, I realize that that is what it is. And if you are somebody who is just finding your feet and you have the seed of an idea or you, you know, you have a product in mind, but you struggle with marketing, which I know is most people, just not Andy and I, (laughs) then (laughs) that, that program is just such a, it's like a real key to unlocking your mind to what is available and it teaches you how to do everything as well. But there is a lot in there and and my ambition with it is that it is a living and breathing part of your business versus you do it and then you know everything. Yeah, yeah. but other ways you can work with me, I have a quarterly mastermind which will be coming up again in January, which is very marketing heavy but also uh, mindset and money uh, the other two themes that run through the mastermind. I I love, I love that mastermind container. It's just, you know, masterminds are bringing together and mine is is female based, but women who are at a similar stage in their business journey. And so the value is in the community as Mm. much as in me being the custodian of the community and the richness in that is just phenomenal. And then I have private coaching as well. And we can find you,
0: Yvette Mayer, on Instagram, Facebook. Everywhere. Website, everywhere.
1: Yes, YvetteMayer.com is probably the entry point if you want to make it simple. Um, But, yeah, all of of the things, all of the platforms.
0: Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. Is there anything that you wanted to say that I didn't ask
1: you? not um, from a question perspective but I would like to say you are freaking incredible and I'm just so happy for the journey that you're on and if you're working with Andy or if you're thinking about working with Andy then just dive in and and really allow yourself to go on the process of confidence transformation that is available to you working with her
0: oh that's I love that thank you so much that's so nice of you to say um very grateful very very, very grateful to have you in my life. So thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It's You're been welcome. just there's so much in here. I'm gonna go back and listen to it. Just stop pulling out all of these like gold nuggets. Because we went we went everywhere today, didn't we? Uh-huh. We kind of did. There's, there's always I mean I could talk forever, you know that, but there's always so much that so I have these guests on and I think, God, I need to bring you back for another one
1: and another one. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, we'll probably do that. Uh, for now, thanks again, and yeah, much love. See you soon. All right, bye, God. Bye.
0: If you loved this episode, please leave me a five star rating. Subscribe for more, and share with someone who needs to hear this today.